With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Heavy metal, the way it was meant to be. Classic 80s underground. Live on blogtalkradio.com. The Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. With your host, Mike the Big Cheese.
right, what a way to start off the show there with a little overkill. And tonight's guest is their former drummer, Rat Skates. Rat's been in the movie business the last few years, putting out some great heavy metal documentaries. And he's working on his latest one right now, so we'll talk to him about that and overkill and everything else. Uh, he should be calling in about a half hour. And uh, about 7.30 tonight, Big Dad Rich from the Texas Hippie Coalition will be calling in. Uh, Rich, he tried to get on last week, but there were some phone troubles and he wasn't able to get through. So he's making that up tonight. So we got a full show. Going to try to get on as much music as I can for everybody. And I want to thank Charlie Bennett for that great new intro every year in December. He does something new for me, and I put it up there today. Usually we go right into uh, talking after the intro, but it's nice because I can put a song on that. It gives me more time to dilly-dally. But we got some great stuff going on tonight. And uh, how about we keep the music going because, like I said, two interviews. is going to consume a lot of time, so I want to get on as many songs as I can. So how about we head over to Germany for a little Avenger. I love these guys. Brand of torture. I'm sorry, I wanted to play the Avenger from Germany, but I had Avenger and Avenger, one after the other listed on the thing, and I got the, the United Kingdom uh, Avenger on, another great band, uh, but I'm not going to play the other one now, I'll save that for next week. That comes off the band's killer elite record, Brandon Torture, some really good stuff over there, and I think Tommy's on the line, Tommy, you there? Maybe he's not. <laughs> Let me connect yeah, yeah, hey, so I, I forgot to mute you there, unmute you there. Okay. Hey, it's been a long day, man. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> it's been a long day. All right. I see our buddy Ryan got knocked out of the chat room for repeating stuff too many times. Oh, really? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he can't. probably thinks that I did it to him, but uh, <laughs> Ryan, I didn't do that to you. Here on Block Talk Radio, if you repeat the same line on the chat room like three uh, times, they, they automatically uh, like block you out for a while. They think it's spam. They think it's spam. Yeah, exactly. Right. So they block you out. That wasn't me. Ah. Just so you know. Alex is like, you're going to do this to him all night? <laughs> oh, that's good to know because sometimes, you know, you, an- you ask you answer a question a couple of times. Yeah. With the same yeah. exact thing in, I guess they explore. That's exactly what it is because I remember uh, Leslie did that one, one week. And yeah. uh, they blocked him out for a little while. He was just saying, yeah, like, yeah, 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 or something. But uh, that's the way it goes. I think we got, uh, let me see who's on the line. Is it Ryan or Alex? Alex, is that you? What the hell? Oh, dear God in heaven. <laughs> hey, Ryan, I didn't do that to you. On Block Talk Radio, if you repeat the same thing three times in the chat room, they block you out automatically because they think it's spam. <laughs> so that wasn't me. And then we got our buddy Woodman back in the room here, along with Ken from Pearson Metal. So, well, how long am I blocked for? Uh, I don't know. Log out log back in again, see if it takes you. Yeah, That's the whole show. I think it took us for a few minutes they do it. Well, you try, yeah, try logging out and coming back in again, okay? All right, we're going to mute Ryan because uh, that's all I can take of him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding around. Well, we got Raskates calling in about 20 minutes, mm-hmm. a former drummer of Overkill, now a movie producer. Uh, so he's got a lot of great movies he's put out. You've seen a few of them that he's worked on, Get Thrashed and Born Thrash in the Basement. And, and Born in the Basement. He's got his new one coming out, Welcome to the Dream, and I've been watching a lot of clips from it on his website and that have been posted mm-hmm. on the Internet. Kind of my depressing. God, I tell you, if, if you're in a band today, and you see that movie? Yeah. I don't think he'd want to be in a band anymore. It's kind of depressing, yeah. Yeah, but it's the truth, I guess. You uh, know, I mean, he does his research, and so you know, I really got a lot of questions about that because, mm. you know, but and again, he's really basically just trying to tell bands they got to be smarter, they got to work smarter. Right. They can't just you know do it the old way where, you know, like when let, we first let. got into the scene in the late seventies and early eighties, uh. nobody ever thought any of the bands that were playing they were ever going to have a chance of getting a record put out. Or making it big, it was just for fun, and then it took off. Metal became what it became in the '80s, and a lot of these guys kind of missed out on that opportunity. And uh, yeah. he's very vocal about it, so uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say. Definitely. And then Big Dad Rich will be calling in because we couldn't get him last week, so he'll be checking in about 7:30. So we got oh, a full okay. show tonight, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think yeah. of that? Rock and roll. That's what I say. All right. How about I get some songs on here because we got so much talking to do. We'll yeah. keep the music flowing. Okay. All right, how about some, uh, you know, some fellow New Yorkers over here? The zebra, I think the guys are out in Long Island, if I if I remember correctly. Well, that's the, the first time you're playing zebra on a show, no? I, I think so. If I did, yeah. I don't remember, but uh, I've just been in a zebra type of mood. I don't know why. Okay, that we played on the uh, the other show. From... There you go. All there right, well, go. a little zebra for you when there you get there. Zing zing.
Oh, some zebra when you get there. A little quick ditty, right? Was that about two and a half minutes long? Yeah, that's probably one of the shorter tunes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I definitely, without a doubt. Uh, man, you know, it's not much really happening in metal this week. Things have been pretty... Uh, they're pretty quiet over there. Well, there was uh, there was something that was happening. Ah, oh, fucking frick! Anything I read good? It this morning, I forgot what it was. Ah, uh, maybe it'll come to me. Yeah, I'm when not it on comes it. to you, we'll, uh, we'll yeah, get to it. But it's, it. it's been a relatively quiet week. You know, we're gonna have to open up the books today and uh, take uh, uh, take Big Dad Rich off from last week. I don't think we've ever done that before. Yeah, you've done that before. We have, yeah. We're gonna have to get a stone coffer in here to. Uh, to fix up that up. Uh, mm, yeah. Right, well, we well, can, no we can cover it up. Yeah, we can. All right, there you go. So, not a big deal. <laughs> Ryan and Bob fluffed the handle last week <laughs> on the Ben's website. I was like, take it easy, eh? <laughs> and this happens all the time. This is and true. It, it ain't the first time. All right, we're gonna we're gonna be interviewing uh, Jeff Scott Soto this week. Oh, take that. Yeah, that's gonna be pretty good. I didn't know Jeff was a Brooklyn boy, born and bred in Brooklyn. Yeah, I read that on the internet. I forgot yeah, to yeah. mention that to you. Yeah, he moved out when he was young, I mean, like a kid, but, uh, hey, you know what, I'll take anybody from Brooklyn. Sure, we'll see if he can't get any memories, you know. Yeah, I think he was young, but that that should be pretty good. That should be a pretty good interview, so uh, I'm hoping we can get him live. I'm trying for the live show Sunday, because I prefer to do it live than pre-record it, but whatever it is, it is. We'll, I'll find out this week. Yeah. And we'll do that. So let me see, how about we do our demolition segment, we get that out of the way, and this week it's uh, Carl's Metal uh, song pick for the song of the week. And uh, we'll do that after that, and then Rat should be calling in. So how about we do those two songs and uh, get them out of the way so I'm not behind in the game. Sounds good. All right, well, since we're in New York with Zebra, and we are in New York, if you haven't been able to tell by the accents over here, Brooklyn, New York, that is, we're going to do a band called Attila. They were a three-piece band out of New York. They came out, they were like around 82, 83. They were around, you know, in the early 80s. Uh, And I remember actually seeing them live. It wasn't at Lemoore's. There was another club going on in Brooklyn at the time. Uh, where they were having shows. I don't know if it, was, it wasn't a regular rock club, but there were shows there. I just can't remember where it was at the time. But this is the Brooklyn band Attila or Queens? I don't know if they were from Brooklyn or Queens. I just know they were from New York. Uh, from New York, okay. I mean, you know, one of the five boroughs. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. It was probably Brooklyn or Queens. I, I, yeah, maybe know, it was from both uh, both boroughs. Could be, but they, they were a great band. They put out one record in 86 called Rolling Thunder and about three demo tapes uh, before that. Mm. So today we're going to give out the... Metal Wars demo from 1984. It's up on the Heavy Metal Mayhem blog spot right now, and you could download yourself a copy of it. This one didn't sound too bad. I just gave it a quick listen the other day for the quality, and uh, this one sounded pretty decent, so that's why I figured we put it up here, you know? Cool. Here's a song called Strike the Kill.
there you go, Attila. Some good stuff over there. And that actually sounded pretty decent, too, for something that's over 25 years old. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, not bad. All right, well, we're actually calling it about five minutes. I want to jump right into this next song. Then again, we've been striking zero lately, so I hope that goes through. But this is our Carl's Metal Pick of the Week, sponsored by CarlsMetal.com. That's Carl with a K. The links are right up here on my show's page and all my websites. And Carl is definitely the leading source for you New Jersey heavy metal. And go check out that site. It's CarlsMetal.com. This week, Carl picks out, he actually goes back to the 70s. Uh, this is a song playing on his website for the week. It's by Budgie. And I think we all kind of remember those guys. Sure. They were actually around before the new wave of British heavy metal. I think definitely one of the bands that inspired uh, the whole movement. The new wave of then. British heavy metal, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we're, we're doing these uh, tie-ins that we're eventually going to tie in with the, the Classic Metal Review, which is a segment on Carl's website, which hasn't started yet. So we're just getting a little jump on it here. And uh, let me see what Carl sent me this week. He has a little write-up about the music every week. So uh, please forgive me. I'm sure Carl can read it better than I can. But uh, let me see. This week's metal track playing on the homepage takes us back to the old wave of British heavy metal and to one of my favorite albums of 1973, Never Turn Your Back on a Friend, by Welsh Rockers Budgie, from the third album. The song is Bread Fan. Many people are familiar with Metallica's cover of this, as well as another Budgie tune, Crash Course and Brain Surgery. But have you heard the original? Question mm. mark. True. If you like 70s ever rock and want to dig up some old metal roots, check out The British Bird. So how about we do a little budgie for you right now? Yeah, we'll actually find it every week. <laughs> we Getty, Getty Lee-style vocals. Yeah, definitely, without a yeah. doubt. So here's uh, the original version of Bird Fan. A lot of younger guys know from Metallica, but this is how it really sounds. So yeah. some budgie calls metal pick of the week.
we're going to have to end that song a little early because Rat is on the line. Hey, Rat, you there? Cool. Go ahead, Rat. Yo. Ah, we just we just lost him. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> he heard the music and he hung up. Yeah, you know, I, I forgot. I usually tell people when they call in if they hear a song playing, just, you know, hang out until the song is over because I really can't uh, reach out to them anyway. So if he doesn't call back in two seconds, I'll uh, I'll call him. I'll I'll connect with Skype and I'll give him a buzz, and we'll do that. Okay. I, I, ooh, I knew that was gonna happen too. I hate I hate to cut a song off, but we right. lost so many guests the last two weeks. I don't want to take a chance of losing any more. Wow. Yeah. What are you gonna do, right? I heard the yeah. voices. Oh man. All right, Rat's on the line right now. Beautiful. Sure. All right. Hey, Rat, you there? Yeah, I'm here, man. What's up? Yeah, hey, what's going on, buddy? It's nice to talk to you. Nice talking to you. I appreciate you uh, reaching out to me. And Merry Christmas. Uh, you too, Rat. Merry Christmas. I, I should have told you if there was a song on, I, would, I wouldn't be able to talk to you until it was over, the, the way it works there. I forgot to tell you that. <laughs> That's okay. I, I actually had the uh, I, I had your program on for a few minutes, and I figured I'd try to call you in between. But uh, whatever. No problem. We'll get it on later on. It's not a big deal. So how's everything going? Everything is going great. How about you guys? What's going on? Uh, we're doing there? fantastic over here, and uh, I'm excited to have you on because I go back to you from the Overkill days, the demo tape days, and it's great to hear you. And, and especially now, being in the movie business, you're giving us all time as something to see on, on, on film now. <laughs> right. It, it all makes sense, like, 25 years later. Glad I kept all that stuff. <laughs> oh, I, you know, it's great that you did because I, we were watching Born in the Basement when it came out, and... What a, it's just it's like a like a visual scrapbook for all of us because it's hard to I have a lot of kids that listen to the show and they're just getting into like the old style metal from our days and but they right. can't they can't imagine what it felt like back then it was all new everything was just happening and it was a, a tight knit community and to see it on film I mean it just brings back so many memories. Hey, thank you. I'm I'm glad you you know you you saw it that way because. Uh, uh, you know, it's something that, of, of course, will always be uh, a part of me and my past that that I'm proud of. You know, and I'm glad I, that I could share it and connect it with other people. You know, that's that's really cool. So, oh yeah, and that, you did a great job, and that it was good seeing all the old places Thanks. again, the pictures, and, and just hearing the stories. It was an amazing time. And uh, I know yeah. right now you're working on a brand new documentary. Welcome to the dream. Right. And how's everything going with that? Everything is going, I think, as, as well as it can be because I'm getting very, very positive response um, about the concept of the film. And um, everyone, I think, realizes how important it is that we actually do something like this. Uh, it's, it's in the fundraising stages right now, um, completely. You know, that's, These things, to do it right, cost a lot of money. Um, sure. And I'm not signed, signed off to any studio or commissioned in any way like that. Um, you know, I've made mistakes before, which we talk about in the movie about, you know, signing contracts and keeping the rights to what you do. Your intellectual property is all you really have. And um, so otherwise it is uh, going well. You know, you just keep looking forward and taking one step at a time, and it's all good. Yeah, that's all you can do. And I've been watching the clips that you've been posting on the Internet and on your site. And I was saying earlier in the show, if I was in a band just starting out today, I would be petrified of things about <laughs> what, what you're getting into. But you're, you're just you're just trying to be honest with these people that they have to, the kids they have to be smarter. They have to go into it as a yeah. business as much as they want to just you know play music. One of the biggest problems they ha they have no idea of really what they're getting into, or even what it is that they're trying to do is one of the biggest things. They they really don't you know um. 
the old the old model of stardom, you know, the subline of the movie is the the rude awakening of rock stardom. And you know, stardom is not anything like what it was. You know, most of that's been shut down through a lot of different things. I mean, we're down to three major labels right now. You know, EMI yeah. is yeah, so three to go, which is great. But the the perception of stardom is different um unless you plan on being uh, an American Idol contestant and and winning the American Idol being that for three months or whatever, yeah. you know, or if you're, or if you're a Justin Bieber, look, you know, 30,000 albums are still released every year. And um, I think like about 200 um, are quote-unquote hits or, you know, stay in the Billboard Top 100 for a little while. Um, you know, it's, it's an incredibly small, tight window um, that people have to work in. And, and kids have to sort of reevaluate and say, look, are we doing this because we're trying to be stars, or are we doing this because we love to play music? You know, and and when you can kind of assess things the right way in your head and realize that, you know, if you're doing what you love, man, you're most of the way there. You yeah. may be far right. And and uh, so there's a whole lot of things that uh, we're going to address in this movie, and it's not really like just whistleblowing on the record industry and, and citing all the drug uh, problems and things like that, um, you know, that affects everyone, but actually working out some solutions and a, and a plan. You know, this is how you get to do it going forward, man. You know, it, it, it can be done. It's just things are different now, you know. I know. And, and, and in a way today, it, it's almost gone back to the early days where there's that do-it-yourself attitude because back then, you know, you guys, yeah. like when you went overkill, you would do your own promoting, put up your flyers, uh, right. drop your own demo tape covers, call them in, uh, go store to store to sell them at the shows. And, and the bands have all picked up on a lot of that today. And, and it is like you said, is that we're down to very few major labels. And right. with the Internet and everything else that we have out there today, you can sell your own CDs at shows online. You really don't need them anymore, at least not in the aspect that you thought you did back in the early days of music. I, I'll tell you, man, if I had all the tools that are around now, mm. back in 1983, 80, 45, when I was doing all the Overkill stuff, you know, I would have been, like, you know, ecstatic. I mean, there's yeah. so much opportunity to do so much right now. Uh, another really important thing about that is that it gives everyone, the musicians, the the opportunity to learn about marketing, learn about promotion, learn all these other things that they'd normally, the record label, would put in place for them and take astronomical amounts of, of money for doing. And so if a band reaches a level where they can't do everything themselves, which, you know, should probably happen when you get to a certain, uh, when, you're, when you're busy, when you're extremely busy touring, you can't possibly do everything. But this yeah. way, you, right, you're going to have the knowledge that someone isn't trying to, to, to stick you on something, that you you know more of the mechanics of what's involved, and you're going to make better decisions. That's true. I, I, I think the music business has definitely got to be the dirtiest business yeah. anywhere. And, and going back to the old days, you're, you're young, you're, you had the Lubicons, you're in a band, you do overkill. When did it hit you that, you know, it's more than just, you know, me writing music and wanting to play it, and, you know, i got to be smart about this? Or did it happen way after you left overkill? No. No, it, it it the the big there's a lot of things to address. I mean, it happens for everyone after they've made the mistake and they've lived with the mistakes for a while. That's the that's the thing, including all the big hitters that I'm interviewing and still are going to be interviewing 
Vernon Reed in Living Color, a guy, you know, has yeah. multiple multiple Grammy Awards, Open for the Rolling Stones, first album. We're talking, we're talking. He's an unbelievable guy. And I say, honestly, though, you know, everyone's around at the at, in the boardroom with the attorney. You're signing the contract. This is the greatest day of your life. And everyone's looking and going and thinking, you know, our problems are over. We've made it now. And everyone's putting their ink on the, on the contract that they do not understand. They're signing something thinking, this is it, but they don't under, actually understand what they're signing. Years later, of course, you know, everyone's looking at each other when the attorney is explaining these things, shaking their head, go, yeah, that, hey, that sounds cool. <laughs> right, you know, and just because no one wants to raise their hand and say, I don't get it. Right. But, but that's, that's what they needed to, that's what we all needed to do, because years later, we're wondering, how can this possibly be? First of all, I can't understand what's on my statement, because... It's so it, it's laid out in such a ridiculous manner, and once you do start to understand it, you say this can't be. How could it be that we've moved this many units in North America, Europe, blah blah blah, and I have nothing? You didn't understand what you were signing in the first place. I know, and and the movie when, it, when you hold up the, one of the royalty checks, it's like heartbreaking to see how much work you put into something <laughs> and how you get rewarded for it. Yeah, man, it's I'll tell you with things like that, it's really hard to keep the kind of the wind in your sails and keep going forward when it's like, wow, other people are doing very, very well off of my work. And you know, it's not about the money, but at by the same token, if we're just going to be uh just give everything away because we don't care, well then, you know what, don't complain later. Well, it's, how come I don't have anything? Well, you know, all the artists, we've got to really do a whole reevaluation. Right now is a great time. It's like the only time in history where the industry is, uh, is shrunken so much mm. and everything is changing so much. They're really, we're going to rise up and there's going to be a changing of the guard. Musicians have to say, you know what, I'm not afraid to put up my middle finger to this, your offer, and everything else because we've been manipulated, taken advantage of, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to do it anymore. You know what I mean? But this is the point of the movie. You know, if we got the, the guys who have lived through it saying, look, man, this isn't a guess. I did it. It was wrong. And so don't you guys do it. Don't make the mistake I did. Yeah. And if they, yeah. If they, if they do, they can only blame themselves. And, you know. Exactly. It's going to be like a, a like a, I spoke with Gil Moore from Triumph a, a little while ago. And, uh, he wrote an article like uh, when Triumph first getting started, I guess back in the seventies, in mm-hmm. uh, explaining the music business to it, it, something that was asked to write by the union in Canada because when they become professional musicians out there, no matter what kind of band you're in, they have to join the union. And they asked I him to write know. a letter explaining about how the business works, and it's the most amazing letter you would ever read. And he was like a young man. He was telling me back then he didn't even remember it, and I found it somewhere. And he was and, and really it's such a detailed thing on. How you should watch your money, control it. How you should pay things before the manager gets paid. You got to get paid, and it was mm-hmm. so, such a detailed letter. And I was like, I'm surprised nobody's ever picked up on this over the years. And as you know, and it's just passed it around. And but now right. you're going to do that, and you're going to keep it on, on film. And hopefully, the bands will learn. It's hard to teach the young kids because you know they just don't want to hear it. But it's only for their benefit. It it is for their benefit if they're going to survive, and if you actually want to get close to making some kind of a profit off of your hard work. And people, you know, we have a lot of things working against us too, because right now we know that records aren't selling. Period. Uh, you know, bands are making money off of playing and, and merchandise. Uh, um, but if you're going to even try 
to generate some kind of income, you've got to pay attention to what it is you're doing. And I, I see now with young bands too, um, the the whole thing about selling tickets ahead of time and and uh, the promoters really cover themselves. You know, every musicians are <clears throat> excuse me are always taken advantage of because of the whole sex, drugs, and rock and roll philosophy. Yeah. We don't say anything about money or anything like that. And again, but later, after, it's a problem. So look, you know, we, we got to do something about it now. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, I know pay-to-plays becoming more and more prevalent today. It's almost like, like, you know, over there. How big was it back then when you guys were playing? Was that still... The pay-to-plays, no, not... not uh, we we really usually didn't get paid like hardly anything to play. You know, it's it's kind of like Didi was doing most of that dealing with the club owners. Yeah. Um, but we never actually had to sell. I know out in like San Francisco in the '80s they did like at Ruthie's and stuff. They had to do like pre-sales on tickets and stuff like that. But not like it is now. And when a band has to sell to his friends who don't have any money anyway, ten dollars yeah. a pop, right? Yeah. And you've got to sell. 20 tickets to do this and so the promoter is is got he shoved seven bands in a room he knows he's getting at least 200 bucks from each band he's got his ass covered a few times over sure and then the, the bands are all right and and so again taking advantage of and 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 it's like at the end of the day what did you get out of it well you know somebody else got something out of it that that's true i know it, it, it it's horrendous i'm hoping that people do when the film comes out, they do. The kids watch it. It should be like a mandatory, like a mandatory reading assignment for them, so they can pick up on some of that stuff. But how did you get involved with the whole movie business? Was it from the Get Thrashed uh, documentary? Or was it something? No, I you mean, I, I, for I, before that. Yeah, long before. But really, I think like with a lot of people, especially indie filmmakers, about ten years ago, literally when computers were fast enough to start editing um, digital stuff, shooting digitally. And it was really kind of found its place in the um, in technology-wise and in the market. So uh, I, when I first realized I was able to do that on a PC, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. let, let me let me let me mess around with this. And and I've been doing it ever since in a, in a bunch of different capacities. But um, it's so much fun, man. It's unbelievable. I can imagine. And and, and yeah. you're gonna stick with like the musical stuff on on the music end of the business. So you you're gonna look to branch out eventually to different. You know, my different my things? next. I already am working on a, on thoughts for something I'm going to do after this, and it's not going to be a musical thing. Um, I feel very compelled, quite honestly, to try to give back um, to uh, what I can to people who may need some understanding of maybe some things that I could share with them from my experiences, not just musically, just kind of in life. Um, you know, having um, you know what? Instead of me going into a whole story, as of right now. I don't think I'm going to. Um, okay. I want to try doing some other stuff. That's what you, you've given us a lot of that. And I got Tommy with me. Tommy, you there? Yeah, yeah. How you doing, Rob? Big, big fan from the old days, you know. Tommy. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, Tommy. Hey, Tommy. And uh, the thrashed and the uh, uh, born in the basement. Cool. The um, I know you did a lot of the graphics and a lot of uh, obviously all the posters and the the backdrops and and the uh, that logo right with the skull with the wings okay now yep. recently this band I guess about five years ago Avenged Sevenfold started using yeah 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 I saw now that. what the f was all that about is there any... <laughs> you know that's hysterical it really is because, because now it's, 
God, you know, I, I, no, it really is because you know, obviously, I've been out of Overkill for a long time. Sure. And and that that symbol that we Charles, named actually Charles. right, we you know called Charlie is it really identifiable? And the green that I put up is real identifiable. But everything goes in a circle, and it's kind of it, it does make me laugh because you know we were the first ones who probably made that a recognizable thing um, in music, but it was the Harley Davidson guys who had done it. Right, <laughs> right. Okay. You know, long before. So it, we recycled true. it. We recycled it from them, and now I, I don't really, for Avenged Sevenfold to do that. Why Overkill is still an active band, and say we're gonna, you know, ha- get this mascot or a symbol that looks a lot like that. Exactly. I don't know. That 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 doesn't. I don't know. I mean, I think Blitz and Didi would have to kind of like. Uh, you know, maybe make a call over to the manager and say, "Hey, what's what's going on here? Are you guys?" The only thing they've start- done is they've had a T-shirt that says, uh, "Get your own effing logo." You know, effing. They- actually, they say fucking. They say have a T-shirt on the back that says, "Get your own fucking logo." And oh, wait, I was are wondering you, are if you, was, Yeah, are you yeah, saying that they really had this shirt? Yeah, yeah, we saw it the um, the last time they played out in New Jersey. Oh. Yeah, oh. I saw a couple of people. It wasn't uh, for sale that night. But I saw some people wearing it, like you know, maybe it was out, maybe the last couple of tours. I think that's the first great. time I seen you. That well, to tell you the truth, this is the first time I saw Overkill without you. So, oh really? <laughs> so there you go. It's been a while. long you know? time, yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, most of the diehard fans consider, you know, you, Bobby, right? That's the Overkill for us. Sure. You know, so sure. that's what you know, we want. We miss. Just like Anthrax, we're like into the first album, Anthrax. Right. I mean, you know. <laughs> Right, exactly. Every every band has a has like a golden era, and every team, you know, the Yankees in '95 exactly, or whatever. Exactly. Right, you know what I mean. So, um, it's it's. I think it's commendable for people to go on and keep doing what what they love. But you know, you got to realize the fans are going to always look to a certain time period is what they really like, and that's yeah, you, know, you know what it is with with, you know, with the young fans or like even with us, we like to have bands like our own. You know, and if they yeah. get to, it was like with Metallica. Look at Metallica. I mean, wh- like anything after the after um, Justice for All, I'm not really that crazy about. Obviously, I like the Black Album, but it was right. definitely a turning turning point for them. But mm-hmm. you you have to you you can't be stupid enough to say the band is going to stay in the same formula for for their whole career. You know, look at the Rolling Stones, you know. Look That's at Led Zeppelin. You know, every couple of albums, you know, change change genre, you know. Right. Well, Metallica, too. You know, Metallica has incredible writing talent, and they weren't afraid to... to do whatever they felt like doing. And so that's right. where they ended up getting where they, they were. But just in general, what you were saying about um, having bands to our own, yeah. you know, we, yeah, I mean, to this day, things that you and the people that you're close to really love, you don't want other people to know about it because exactly. they won't, right, you, they won't get it. It'll get diluted. And it's like, it's not, you know they're they're wearing a, a Dead Boys T-shirt or whatever it is yeah. because it's trendy and they don't understand what's behind exactly. that. Exactly, it's like people that wear Motorhead shirts don't even know who Lemmy yeah, is. Yeah, you know, exactly. Really don't it ma- know. And it makes you not want to wear a Motorhead shirt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said the Dead Boys. I don't think anybody even remembers the Dead Boys. <laughs> yeah. Go back to the old punk days in the '70s. Sure. But you know, you they they put they they grab these obscure songs and they put them on either. Um, Guitar Hero or one of the video games, whatever it may be, and next thing you know, um, they're 
they're selling more T-shirts or whatever because there's yeah. this new right, and it's it's a little trendy thing. But you know, with a lot of musicians are saying, hey man, if it's some income, just put it on the game, give us a royalty check, whatever. I tell you, you know? that's a good thing for uh, thank. In a way, it's um, a little bit of a shot in the arm. Uh, the whole, you know, guitar hero and guitar band and all that. Now the right. bands are going to finally make some money instead yeah. of their MP3s floating all around the internet, you know, for nothing. Absolutely. You know? So in a way, that is good, and it kind of gave a resurgence. And I have friends that own a music store, and the kids get tired of just playing around with those buttons. And you know, once right. maybe one out of every four, maybe one out of every five might say, you know, I want to play real guitar, I want to play real bass, you know, real mm -hmm. drums, you know, and that's good. That's great for the, you know, that they've, they've gotten crazy, cra crazy amounts of kids that want to start playing, which right. is good, which is good. It is but, good. Uh, it, it's nice to have a band that you love and you don't want nobody else to, you know, you don't want anybody else, but you got to understand that, you know, eventually, mm -hmm. you know, they want to be, they want to be famous, you know, unfortunately, they get famous, and a lot of people get rich, and you know, not the the wrong people get rich. Let's put it that way, like you said. You right, know? right. So, and yeah. in a way, what you do, what you're doing, is a great thing. And if you can get others, say like a Rob Halford or a uh, Joe Perry, you know. Are you talking about for the movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean the the door is wide open. I'm trying to make it pretty understood too that. Absolutely, this is not uh, a genre-specific documentary at exactly. all. This is right. If you're a musician, I don't care what you're playing. This is, this affects you. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. I mean, uh, I, I have the door wide open, and as as I was saying earlier, the funding is determined a lot of where I'm going to go. I have a few appointments in Canada and California already. You know, the travel alone is a lot. Mm. You know. So, yeah, man, I'm open to anything, anyone who could really bring something to the table to help the kids and say, here it is. Don't do this, and this is how you can get past it, though. So yeah. That's, that's yeah. it, you know. That's the way to do it. And, right, uh, people can donate money, right, to help you out with this project? Yeah, oh, get, they sure can. Absolutely. I got, and, and every, like, the, you know, the Welcome to the Dream website, ratskates.com, Facebook, I got, I got a PayPal button set up, donate, anything helps, I give you credit. Possibly in the movie, but definitely just on the website and everything. Um, you know, and of course I'm going after larger entities for for funding now, um, which is something that it's just happening now. So I don't really have anything to report on how well it's going yet. But yeah. uh, individual contributions are great, man. This is how things happen. You know, it's just it's, exactly how how hard is it to fund the movie compared to saving up money to put out a demo tape? Yeah, right. <laughs> Exactly. This, yeah, this is uh, this is hard, and to do it right too, it's you know, it's not a couple of thousand dollars. It's you know, a, a big, a big sum of money here to do this the right way. So, um, you know, keep me in your prayers, guys. Oh, <laughs> we will. We're gonna put up all the links on our sites. And right, do, do you think you could, you, you could possibly ever see yourself today still being with Overkill or in any band? You mean actively playing? Actively playing, and you know, over these last twenty something years, do you think you know? That's something you could have done, or you you know you couldn't picture yourself doing it today anymore. No, I could not picture myself going out and playing today because I would I would um I would self destruct. <laughs> I re no I, I I really would. My body was saying we did this before. What's what the heck's going on? Uh, you know what though? What I do, um, what keeps me going in in film in anything is that I love to write. 
And can I see myself? Um, I mean, I still play the drums. It's just that I don't do it a lot. I don't do it actively with a group. It's still a passion of mine. Um, my kids are tremendous musicians. Uh, I, I get together with them once in a while and knock it out, and it's it's a hell of a lot of fun. That's cool. um, but but the writing thing, writing some music again, is something. Yeah, that I think that um, be, be, <laughs> before it's too late, uh, that I. I uh, my writing will will somehow surface itself. Probably not as me as a performer, though. For someone else, that's that's fine. I love well, to write. I, yeah, that's great. And well, yeah. I know you you did Bomb Squad for a little bit. Yeah, and, Bomb and then Squad. Both I mean, phone. yeah, I mean, Bomb Squad is something a lot of people don't know about, and because especially uh, well for a, a lot of reasons. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was a really a tremendous point with me playing with unbelievable musicians who really clicked together and we wrote some stuff that was just you know we were stuck in in the 90s in the grunge period so unless you were you know wearing a uh, flannel shirt and 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 uh, work boots and and had your hair parted on on the side no one wanted to look at you yeah it, it, it's hard you to know. even find any of those songs anywhere it's real difficult to find them so right right but that but, was some good uh, stuff I, I, there were a few clips on youtube for a while of what? Of uh, uh, Bomb, Bomb Squad Live, yeah, in Jersey, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, there were a few Figured. clips up there. I guess somebody from the band must have put them up, uh, and, and they were floating around for a while, but I haven't seen them in quite some time. They, they were some good songs there. It's a shame that Thanks. they just couldn't get released. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, we had something going with MCA, and they, they, they kind of hung on for a little while, and then they said, you know, we... We're uh, we're gonna look elsewhere and thank you and good luck everything's cool and then uh, everyone got you know what happens is kind of what we're gonna address in the movie you, you know it's like we had our hopes up they fell out and everyone's like you know I can't do this anymore well I, yeah. I shouldn't say everyone the singer's like I gotta go to Florida and get my act together you know we're all drinking too much we're all got crap jobs we got to get our lives together we're in our you know early 30s at the time or whatever it was so um, you know psychologically. Is really with two words. In Welcome to the Dream, I'm making sure that we're addressing a whole lot of psychological issues because if you could get past them, you could get past the other stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I see a lot of the stuff you post too about the suicide rate, the the the, the mm. ADD. It's just yeah. it's just amazing. I mean, mm -hmm. are you doing all the research on this on your own, or do you have people helping you out? Because this is a, like a lot of detailed. Yeah, I'm doing it on my own, and and those are, I mean, I got a little thing in the corner somewhere on a tr on the teaser that says it's a preliminary um, figure because, you know, uh, I'm doing the best I can by myself. I think I'm pretty close in the ballpark, but for the movie, I'm ha actually I have to hire statistic uh, statistician oh, people. Okay. Uh, yeah, like you know, almost to double check and, everything. Yeah, yeah, to do it the right way so we don't make anything that that's really. Un, uh, unfounded claim to something that's either too high or too low, um, but there clearly is these the, with artistic people. There are OCD, ADD, depression. All this stuff is very rampant. Every artist pretty much shares one of those things. They, they really do, and and he doesn't realize it through his whole life. The fans certainly don't realize it. And then you know, there's well, why why the drug and alcohol thing? Well, you know, he went into this whole situation with kind of a, a handicap to begin with and then you know getting all these disappointments or whatever it may be you know you go to, to the drug and alcohol thing to diffuse everything so anyway you know and it's like you say you know like you said the sex drugs and rock and roll part of it and you know that's all fun and dandy like for a while but people don't realize i guess 
you know, the whole lifestyle, being on the road all the time. I mean, when you're younger, you hang, it's like hanging out with your friends. But as you get older, you know, your family's not in the picture, you know, wife and children down the road. It's got to be lonely, just traveling, you know, playing, traveling, playing, traveling, living in hotels. It has to have a real strong mental effect on a lot of people. And if you're not strong enough to, to deal with it, it, it can be devastating. It's it's just not what people think it is. At, well, when I say people, yeah, yeah, kids and, and adults, I mean – Everyone seeks this this plateau, this pedestal of stardom. They don't really know what's behind that. All these young bands I talk to, all they want to do is get on the road. This is their freedom, and they'll be um, doing what they want to, free-spirited and everything. Free-spirited, uh-uh. You have a tour itinerary, man. You know what? you got to get on that bus and be where it says when it says, and that's the end of it, and you're going to do that for a long time. And... um being on a road and and the the claustrophobia of being in a bus with the same people who get on each other's nerves. There's a whole set of things. Oh, we're best friends, man. We can do. We hang in all the time and we party together anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. See see what happens when you're forced to do it, and see what it's like <laughs> to actually right live with someone. And you know, you thought everything was cool, and you find out this this guy is a friggin' he's a psychotic idiot. You know that I'm stuck here with, and there's, you know. It's it's amazing. It really is the perception of because kids see only the playing, the stage, you know, the hour, hour and a half a night. That is great. No one could ever take that away. That's a huge rush. But everything that comes with that, yeah. no one knows. You hear a lot of musicians say like, um, <clears throat> getting to the getting to the uh, you know the venue or getting from city to city. That's the worst part. Once you're on stage. That's when the fun, you know, that's yeah. when the fun starts. But like you said, it's the even then it could that, be. That's hard. <laughs> like you said, try sitting in a, in, a, in, a, in a small bus with somebody day after day. Yeah, I mean, right. my wife lost a job six months ago. I'm about ready to jump out the window because she's in the house every day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, exactly. I can right. imagine being on a bus with four people who are all strong-willed and, and drinking and everything else. Right, exactly. Who's the hardest guy to deal with an overkill on a, on a tour bus? <laughs> you can say it. Come on. You who you want me to actually answer that question? <laughs> it's up yeah, to you. why not? It's up to you. Well, the thing is this: remember, whatever I say, if you ask one of the other guys, they'll say something different. Of course. Right, right. No one's gonna ever say, "Well, it was me." Yeah, right? I know. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think I should do this. I, you know what? I, I, you don't have to if you don't want to. That'll be the next You know book. what, Mike? I, 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 I think <laughs> because okay. I think I may, I may. Um, you know what? At, at this at this point, looking at looking at fifty years old, I would like to um, go into my fifties with these guys and um, with, as as friends, and That's not right. right. You know, of instead of instead of when you know the the, the fuse is after many years has started to burn out and everything is dying down. I don't want to light something up again. It doesn't need to no, be. We, we, yeah, you know what? It's it a great it's it a great question, silly. dude. And I I really I I um. I appreciate you asking it. You know, nah, you don't have to answer. It's okay. <laughs> I respect you for that. But yeah, let's let's just let it kind of. Uh, what do you yeah. think is more detrimental to heavy metal: the illegal downloading or Sharon Osbourne still being in the scene? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon Osbourne. Um, well, Sharon has the agenda of Sharon, and um, downloading is, you know. It's not just heavy metal, right? We know that. Oh, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah it's, sure. it's in every genre of music, no matter what it is. 
at, look, every musician starts out as a fan, and in, and as the last let's just say let's just say ten year period has shown us, you can get music for free. So it just makes common sense, no matter who you are. Look, do you need to rush right out to Best Buy or wherever you're going to buy something, or can you wait and probably catch it somewhere, download it, and get it for nothing? You're going to wait. Yeah. Common so, sense. That's not the going away. economy, too, it doesn't, hurt. it doesn't help. I mean, the right. economy. You know, people don't have the money. You know? No, they don't. And it, it's like, why are you going to buy something that you're going to spend? The economy's bad, mostly young fans. Uh, uh, don't have the money anyway. If yeah, they yeah. if they could spend it instead of buying the CD, they'll go and buy the T-shirt or whatever. Right, right. Or when right. they go to the show, fifteen bucks will get them what, like three bottles of water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, yeah. Crazy. How expensive it's it is. Just, you know, it's right. If you go back like the days of Kiss and the early age, like with Judas Priest, uh, the new record comes out. They sell four, five hundred thousand copies the first week. At least they're shipping that. Yeah. Right. Rob Halford's last record that just came out a few like a month ago. It sold, I think, 1,800 copies the first week. That's the metal god. Yeah. It's affecting yeah. everybody everywhere. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're, you know, uh, one of yeah. the biggest selling artists or some garage bands just starting out. It's insane, but, man. But you money know, isn't in the performing right now and the merchandise. No. Well, it's, it's not in selling music. It's what the music can sell. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's the yeah. selling the, per, the right, you know, it, Halford doing whatever it is, you know, being what he is, and... His marketing off of the music, but the music itself, it's just proven. Is it going to change? I can't see any possible way it'll change. People are used to getting getting stuff for free now. We've we've and now we're encouraged. The the uh, management uh, PR guys now they're all encouraging bands, not even encouraging, telling them you got to give. Do three songs and you're going to give it away. You're going to put the full song on MySpace. You're not going to try to make any money off this. Yeah. You know we're being encouraged to. Continue in the wrong direction because we pretty much can't do an about face. You yeah. know how how, does, how can we do it now? It's, it's, does it's, that water down the, the the music actually too? Because now you got to fart out like you know, fifteen songs. You know, so you can give away three and then put the other twelve on the album. You know what I mean? That's a very interesting. Also, CDs are like eighty, right? Eighty minutes, seventy seventy yeah. minutes. So now you got to write fifteen songs. It's Instead a very of like interesting before, point. Eight and ten, you know, right? Like on a record. It's a very interesting point because before the internet, you had the major label route. Of course, there were more labels, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that was it. If you weren't on one of those labels, you didn't get heard. But now with the internet, still at least right now, being non-government regulated, and I don't even want to go into that. Mm. But I mean. My band, your band, anyone's band has the same opportunity as Judas Priest because the Internet is an open source and it's, it's public. So the thing is now you have everyone rushing there, so how do you find the weed out the good bands? Yeah, that's and it. Our ba- what I see, too, is, is a lot of bands, I see a lot of bands that are, you, that are <clears throat> excuse me, their priorities are completely mixed up because they'll get in the garage or basement or whatever and they're going to play for a little while get a few songs half-assed together, record them on, you know, whatever kind of digital thing they got going on, throw them on MySpace, and they're going to spend more time uh, being concerned with how many hits is it getting on MySpace than how good was that song, actually. Yeah, there you go. 
Right, yeah. or twittering about it for God's sake. You know, how can you concentrate on writing a song if you keep stopping to do to do this tweeting <laughs> bullshit? Come on. I'm filing my nails right now. I'm picking oh, my true. nose. Uh, and I love when you pick out Kim Kardashian and uh, and Paris Hilton and your little clip over there, like the famous for doing nothing. And that's the God's honest truth. <laughs> it is, it really nothing. is. They both you know, have sex tapes and the famous. I, I mean, you know. I know. <laughs> And, you know, I was thinking, is it like, is it Paris Hilton? Is she to blame or is the public to blame? Oh, definitely. Right. Well, the thing is, the public is the one who makes these people popular. That's what it is. And she she doesn't sell records. Neither Britney Spears doesn't. She she sells, not, not, I I mean, she sells records not to fans. She sells to pop culture fans, not to music fans. And it's the same with Britney Spears and and, And and Kanye West and the, and the, yeah. And the Lady Gaga Googles and all those. You know, they're not really right. they they they're taking it a different way. They're using music, you know, for performance, but uh they're not really into it. You know, no I I don't think like hard rock you know, like rock and roll people are, you know. Look, and and here's a a very simple test of all that, right? Is let let's listen to these records. Um I, I don't understand the the music they play, pop and, and things like this, right? But if you take away all the visual, Lady Gaga and her right. acid acid trip share stuff that she does, right. right? Take that all away and close your eyes. Is this stuff really? Is this really good material that's going to last a long time? Right. Does it have longevity? Is it really something right, or is it just something that's actually when you're when you're watching this stuff, are you watching it more than you're hearing it? Which is the priority here? The the, the video part or the music part? So that's it's the visual aspect of it that, that yeah. turns people on. It's like like watching a movie, you know, and then there's, there's all like substance that. to it. Yeah. Like right. we used to sit and do our homework listening to, you know, Priest and, you know, Scorpions and you know, sit and doing your homework because you love the music. And you, you know, and, and you, you love the music. But and can you do that with a lot of this well, stuff? Well, that's why you run an internet radio show today instead of regular radio because you listen to music instead of doing your homework. Unfortunate. <laughs> but by by the time the price of a, a, a real radio station may go down, buddy, and one of us hits a lottery and we'll get a real radio station. You never know. You never, <laughs> never know. know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you're right, Rad. It's a whole it's a whole new ball game today, and I think your new movie is going to really address all of that and be a great help to these young fans. If they just follow the blueprint. It has to lay out for a minute. I and think it could be, be a, a resurgence place. of the music industry if if done right. That's what I was getting at. If you can get like a Rob Half and a Joe Perry and a and a, and a I don't know. Bruce I, Springsteen I have even, I have know? a lot of feelers out to a lot of people. There's a, some people I just got off two days ago with Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent's on board. You know, um, I just got to get get over there and shoot him. You know, we got to. It, it's hard <laughs> Literally to make shoot him. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but um, um, so, like I told you, not not a genre specific movie. Um, I'm of course familiar with guys more to closer to what I did, sure. and know more of them and can get to them easier. So it'll be, I'm sure, slighted that way, unintentionally, but it pro- it probably will, you know. Um, but this oh, has yeah. to come out, you know. The there's there's fantastic books. There's a guy and his name is Moses Avalon, and he's written the three best books that exist in the re- in in music uh, for for artists to assess the music industry, what they do, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, again, it's sad but true. Kids are stuck in the YouTube age, so if they can read something on how to assemble this or that, 
or go watch it on YouTube, that's where they're going. So we're going to show them and we're going to give it to them in a film. So it is. they need to be slapped around, and this is how we got to do it. Because we could write about it. Moses could have wrote about it. He he did. He write. He wrote a lot about this stuff. But I don't. It's not. It's not taking root like it should. I need help. Hopefully, man. you'll be able to correct that and straighten it out. And you know, Rat. Before I let you go, because we're running out of time uh, yeah. in a little bit, just tell everybody once again where they can find you on the internet to help you out getting this project going and donate anything. I mean, five dollars would help out if everybody threw five dollars your way. Yeah, and the, the thing what I have set up too is I have a referral fee. So if you know someone who's got wants to contribute, has some money to do this, I'll give you a cut back. I forget what I put up there, five percent, whatever it is. You know that you, as as a way oh, to say thank you. A finder's fee, like yeah. A finder's fee, yeah. yeah you you know. know, if you know some. But anyway, it's welcome to the dream dot com. You put hyphens in between each word. Welcome to the dream dot com. Um, ratskates.com you could go to it's uh facebook backslash ratskates it's you know you could find it pretty easy but um so uh hey mike thank you very much for uh getting in contact with me man right thank you i appreciate you taking out the time on a sunday to come on i'll put up all those links on my pages and hopefully you get enough money to get this going and we'll see it in 2011 we will it's it's not a question of if it's a question of when, and you know, I'm I'm a stubborn person that I just keep you know <clears throat> moving forward, and uh, that's what I'm doing. I don't care about the economy. I'll make it happen. I love it. God I have you back man. in the music days. I'll have you in the in the movie days. Thank you for everything. All right, my pleasure, guys. Thanks again. Thanks, have guys. a great take night care. and great Christmas, man. Take and care. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas right. Take care. All right, later. All right, Rat Skates, uh, movie producer, and keep your eye out for Welcome to the Dream, and it will be out in 2011. Really great either. guy to talk to. You need the passion in his voice, man. He's Definitely. He loves this, and he's into it, and that's a big thing, and that's that's what gives you the quality and what he does because his heart is into it. It's not just, you know, hey, me do is make money. He he lives in it, and he loves it. It's great. It's great. Right, well, how about we do a little overkill? Okay. With, All with right. Because I can't play a movie on here. I can only play music, so we're going to go back right. to Rats' old days, a little <laughs> feel the fire. All right.
If I didn't say the new record was good, I love. I actually love the new record, Ironbound. Oh no, so you have. It's a great record, but after Rat left the band, then a little later on, they kicked Bobby Gustafsson out. Yeah. That's when I kind of stopped listening to the group in the late '80s, you know. And it wasn't until like you know the last two records where I really started getting back into them again. Yeah, the yeah, new record really is a tremendous album. Not taking <clears> away from the guys. And they did not play that one live. No, they they really Still do much of what they do. Uh, they they do. Uh, I don't remember what they did with the first. I think they did one song of the first two records. Did they do There's No Tomorrow or Raise? I think they did Raise the Dead. Raise the Dead. Um, yeah, I think that was all they did off the new record. I'm not you sure. Mean, you, I I'm sorry, off the off the old oh, album. The first record, yeah. First all they did was that. Raise the Dead. I think that's all they did. Yeah. Yeah, I guess after 25 years, you got to mix up. You know, I was going to ask him, but I didn't want to open. Like, you know, he didn't really answer anything. You know, he didn't want to answer anything that would open wounds or anything like that. I was going to ask him if he was a little hurt that they didn't ask him to jam, you know. Uh, I, well, you can see, like, from what he said, like, you know, he doesn't want any, you know, he just wants to, I guess, you know, keep the peace the way things are. Yeah. As they yeah. get old, not even bother. They got that thing going on. He's been out of there for a long time, you know. it's It's been since, what, 87? Yeah. So it's been a long time, so that's that's a part of his past. But thank God it's a great part because they gave us some great music back in the day, and definitely they were always one of my favorite bands. So and he was definitely the motivator in the. Uh, without without a doubt, he yeah, was you know I the mean, whole driving force of that band. Definitely. 
And you can you see you the know, loss that, 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 you know, you can see how the band changed after he was gone. It was a different band. Yeah, this is true. You know, people always identify the band with the singers because, you know, they're the voice of the band. Well, you have guitar players that are famous, you know, where... Yeah, but sometimes, you know, bands can but, change with a different drummer, exactly. different bass player. Even he had a lot of influence a on the sound too. and the style of that yeah. band. So, you know, you can True. feel it, but... We got Big Dad Rich calling in 15 minutes. I'm just glad he called in because we broke up streak. It's, it was two weeks in a row where guests were calling in the show. kind of nerve-wracking, yeah. Yeah, well, well, Big Dad Rich, who wasn't able to make it last week, is calling in a little bit, so we'll, we'll, he's going to make up for last week. And the week before that, Marcy Free was taking a nap, and uh, she forgot to call in, but she's calling in next week. So, uh, you know. But she's but, always been mixed up, so. That's right. So we're, we're doing good here. <laughs> All right. So you know what? I'm going to get on two songs before he calls in so I get, we get some music going here today. Okay. And I'm going to try to get that budgie song back on towards the end of the show. Paul calls Miller. Every time he gives me a song, something goes wrong. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I thought I'd get on early enough, but we got a little screw there. But I'll try to get on as we close out the show. But how about we do something off the Bratz record, a band that features Hank Sherman and Michael Bennett. Oh, and then good. I'll pick something else out and we'll go right into it. That way we give you a double shot here. All right. And here you go. The Bratz. This is from 1980 or 81, I believe, off their only record since my boy.
Harris Evil Center out of Belgium with Don't Kill the Animals. Thank you, thank you. What are you <gasps> dancing over there? Whoa. Sounds like a tap dancing over there. No, that wasn't me. That was Mr. Bob. Oh, okay. There you go. That was Evil Center. That's a great band out of Belgium. That's off the 1989 record, yeah. self-titled debut and only record, and that's so-called Don't Kill the Animals. Let me see. I don't know. we got about three minutes left before Big Dad Rich calls in. Uh, should we get on another song? Try to bang one more quick little ditty out. Uh, you got a little two two minute, two two three minute. Yeah, I think I got a, a three little minute bit, song. If we don't talk too much, I should be able to get it on. I got like a nine minute heathen song. Maybe we'll save that for later. No. Alright, uh, you know what? Here you go. This is a band called Blitzkrieg. It's not the oh, not, not the English the Blitzkrieg, the American band. It's oh. called Winner Take All. <laughs>
All right, that was Blitzkrieg. Nobody remembers those guys. That was the uh, no. the American Blitzkrieg, you know? Mm, not, not at all. Mm. I, didn't even, I know there was uh, probably other bands that used the name, but uh never thought anybody of uh, any substance. That was a pretty anthem type song, sort of like a... Um, Dockin, uh Yeah, yeah, California, uh, Ahmed Saint, Dockin, that type of... Yeah. Yeah, there were a few. Uh, there were actually two bands from here called uh, uh, from the East Coast Creek. These guys were from uh, California. Mm-hmm. They're around in like 1982, 1983. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only had the one record out. It was called Ready for Action. Came out in 1985. It was a pretty good record, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it was actually produced by Ron Keel, the album. So that's why it kind of oh, has okay. that feel. That's it sounds right. more like Keel than Doc, and I, I should that's say. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Ron Keel produced that record back in the day. Oh, check it out. Check yeah. it out. Sounds a lot like Keel, doesn't it? Yes, now now that you bring uh, that up. I know. So, well, Big Dad Rich will be calling in a little bit. I think he's doing another interview right before this show with somebody else somewhere. I'm not oh, too okay, sure. Okay, so you might go wrap up and then come right over to us. Yeah, so we'll wait. If not, we'll wait another couple of minutes and we'll start playing some music. If not, Ryan's going to go off, so uh, <laughs> we'll try to keep the peace tonight. Did he get but, back in the uh, back in the chat room? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, think I've if been you in do the it a couple room, of times, so. they, they knock you out for like five minutes or so, then they... Uh, they let you come back in. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as we wait for Big Dad Rich, wait a few minutes, and if not, we'll play a couple of songs until he calls in. I just don't want to cut any music off. I felt bad that I did that with the Budgie song, but uh, I'll just remind you, I'm going to be interviewed for a magazine. It's called A E A Magazine. Okay. Uh, it's out of here in New York. It's a print magazine. It features okay. all kinds of metal and rock, and uh, uh, I think porn and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, oh, <laughs> you're in yeah. good company. Yeah, so uh, it should be out sometime next year, in uh, January or February. Very uh, nice. As soon as he puts all of that. I'm going to have uh, the editor of the magazine on in January. We'll interview him about the magazine. So we'll do a little trade-off over there, you know? That's cool. Yeah, that's what I say. That's what I say. You know, it's not much happening. We, we, I'm, I'm putting the songs together for the year-end special. Uh, and I'm trying to, and I know I sent you the list, and I took off one or two things. It's just hard to get that many things on in a two-hour show and talk oh, about Oh, yeah, them. sure, sure. So we'll do the best we can. You know, if... Uh, Maybe we could run a little late if we have to. It'll just be you and I, you know, live, but we'll, mm-hmm. people could hear it later on in the playback. On the pod, oh, yeah. Yeah, the podcast. So we could, we could also <clears> go <throat> over a little bit if we have to. You know, it's not a big deal. But uh, I was thinking, uh, I know we're going to pick out some of our favorite records. We'll also pick out the worst ones that came out. And we got to figure out, like, who's, like, the biggest, like, media whore <laughs> like, in rock and roll this year, you know? You, it's pretty close to, like, Brett Michaels, even though I don't like to consider him, you know, even part of the show. But yeah, Brett Michaels. Uh, now you got Vince Neil. Vince like playing, Neil. He's, he's like a close second right now. Uh, sure. He, I, I was saying, like, the, I forgot a couple of weeks ago, you, you you weren't on the show. Yeah. I think you were either scratchy enough to watch a football game or something. But uh, Probably both. Uh, yeah, probably both. I was talking about Vince Neil. I said that in, in this week alone, I watched him on that Skating with the Stars show. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, then MTV was showing a repeat. Maybe it was MTV two or three or nine, one of those uh, channels. They were showing a repeat of a show where uh, uh, he was plastic surgery. So like they showed like the whole thing from start to finish. Him going for really it had to be about ten years ago. This show. Uh, and then the next day he was on some ghost uh, channel, um, a sci-fi channel. One of it was on a Discovery on a, on a celebrity ghost program talking about ghosts. He was talking about his aunt and a ghost. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, this guy's all over the place right now. Really? Yeah. They got good PR people. You're not kidding. I mean, in one week he he uh, he was a Ghostbuster, uh, Beverly Hills 90210 uh, plastic surgeon doctor, and he was ice skating with uh, Johnny Weir. I mean, so I'm, yeah, that's a busy life. I'm telling you, and he still it's has rough. time to run around 
drink alcohol and drive. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that was later on. Uh, this week was uh, uh, before I even get to that. The band Assassin, a uh, great band out of uh-huh. Germany. Uh, they got back together a little while ago, and they got the first new record coming out in many years. And uh, I think it's February, called uh, Breaking the Silence. So I'm looking forward to that record. I was always uh, I was crazy about those guys back in the 80s. So cool. I, hope, I haven't heard anything off it yet, and I'm hoping that it sounds good and uh, it'll be something new. I mean, a lot of bands. And this week was Ozzy's uh, 62nd birthday. God bless him. Yeah, we were talking about Ozzy. Ken was saying in the chat room before that the shows were less than packed. Uh, at the yeah, garden. I, I heard it was like only like eight eight thousand people at the garden or something. I, I mean, I t- I saw Ozzy with uh, Rob Zombie a couple of years back, and uh, he was terrible. He just sounded terrible. I there was no bigger Ozzy fan than me, especially back in the eighties. He was sure. like a god to me. But it's just he's past this. You know, he just doesn't have it in him anymore. Yeah. And the, the more she keeps forcing him to play and perform and and do all these stupid things, it's just like taking another chink out of the image. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And it's killing him. Well, hang on a second. Who's on the line? Maybe this is Big Dad Rich. Let me see. Okay, Rich. What's up, bro? Big Dad Rich, there you <laughs> What's going on, man? Oh, man, just chilling, watching some football. All right. Oh, that sounds good. You got a day off, I guess, huh? Oh, yeah, baby. Laying low. Hiding out. <laughs> That's the way to do it. You guys have been real busy lately. I got to tell you, I know you guys were addicted to pain not long ago, right? I'm not, I'm not sure. I, yeah, we sure were. Yes, we were. We were on the East Coast for a little while. Yeah, go. those are some friends of ours. They're a good band, and uh, we would like to have caught you guys, but you weren't in our part of New York. <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, I know that we were in that um, northern country New York up there, and uh, it was awesome, man. Beautiful, hung out, had a great time. Wonderful yeah. people. Yeah, it's too cold up that way for us. <laughs> right on, right on. We like we like the warm weather. So how's everything been going with this tour? You're out again, and you're going to be going what? Almost January, right? Man, we actually we're running in all the way through January. I got some, uh, I've got some s- southern uh, U.S. Uh, dates to take care of into the first of January. Then I'm on the west coast, and then I head to the Netherlands. So um, uh when I come back from over there, hitting into February, I know I'll be hitting it hard and heavy as soon as I hit the ground. Wow. You guys have been busy. You know, it's always good to be busy in uh, in this business, so that that's always a good thing. Man, you know, um, if, if I'm not doing anything, I'll get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, idle hands are the devil's playground, you know. I was going to say something like that, but I just couldn't come up with the right phrase. <laughs> that's all right. I'll take care of it for you. Hey, you know what? I the saw devil's a clip got of you my hands, and I'm not sitting idle. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. you know, I, as I said, I saw a clip of you guys on Jerry Springer. How the hell did you get on Jerry Springer? Man, we got a um, large following in the um, uh, police department and the men in blue, however you want to say it, because we got a – Arizona SWAT team down there that loves us. Uh, Tulsa Police Department always love to have us in Tulsa, Oklahoma. When we're in New York, we get uh, support, drove around by the NYPDs up there. Uh, my buddy Nolan up there making sure that I got a badge so I don't get pulled over by another badge. And uh, <laughs> in Chicago, um, uh, the police force there really took a liking to us. And uh, Pete is the uh, uh, security guy for um Mr. Springer, and uh, he's the one that was telling Jerry about us, and uh, Jerry took a liking to us, and uh, they got together and brought us on the show. 
Not bad. You say anything good that day? A lot of girls running around with the tops off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the pay-per-view that we did was called How to Get Your Backstage Pass. So uh, ah. <laughs> the most, most fun I ever most fun I ever have my clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. I got Tommy with me. Tommy. Hey, how you doing there, Big Daddy? What's up, brother? Sounds good, man. What we hear, uh, how long you uh, going to be on the road and you have anything. This is a new record, brand new record, or uh, you've been supporting it for a little bit? Well, we've been supporting it since about July. Uh, the other night on um, that metal show, old Eddie Trunk, he said it was the uh, best sophomore album ever. So we're going to try to live up to that and just uh, keep pushing this sucker for as long as we can. So I figure we got another, it's got some legs, so we'll be out here for a little while. That's cool. Are you writing anything new on the on the road, or are you just concentrating on just getting getting her done? You know what you're doing. You looking we forward to anything? Five, we got about five songs that are completely done for the next album, man. Cool. We've got about four or five more that we wrote out here on the road. So I figure, uh, you know, uh, me and John, we're uh, we're not the top to go and sit down and write twenty, thirty songs to try to pick out which ones we're going to put on the album. Uh, a little cream of the once crop. We, once, yeah, once we play a song and we realize that hey, let's say what we're looking for, we're not digging it. it it'll get. You know, we won't, we won't we won't finish the song. It'll get thrown away real quick. So, yeah, yeah. Um, usually we, you know, for this uh, last album, we only turned in eleven songs. You know, and ten songs made the album. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, with the five that we already got all the way through, and the four or five we're working on, you know, I'm probably get in there and try to write three or four more. As I'm gonna try to have eleven songs on this next album. Wow, that's that should be a solid. Well, you know, Rollins just came out only a few months ago, so yeah. you got that going for you. How do you how do you compare that to the part of Texas? I mean, how do you feel like you, know, you evolved from the first to the second record? You know, we really uh, tried not to do a whole lot of evolving. You know, we wanted to stay, you know, true to the first album. Uh, I think just with the one thing I wanted to do is I noticed that in uh, a lot of bands that have a sophomore slump, it was uh, – because the soft, if the first album came out and they were heavy punchers, and then the next album came out, it didn't hit as hard. And uh, I think it made the fans that were looking for that from that band again let down. So I wanted to make sure that my first album let everybody know what we were all about. But then I want to make sure that um, you know that the first album is kind of like an ass whooping, and the next album is like an ass whooping. But when you're down, I got my I put my foot on your neck and I keep you down. You know what I mean? So it's a uh, it's a little bit more
that that stew right there gets mixed up just right. And uh, we're, I know that uh, me and the boys, uh, it's just our true colors shining through is all it really is, man. It's just who we are and everything that we are. And, uh, you know, uh, we always refer to Motley Crue and, uh, you know, how, how much we like Motley Crue and it's our influences. I, I think that's probably just pretty much on how hard we party. <laughs> yeah. You know, who would win a bar fight, Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, and Roe Haggard? Say again. Who would you rather be in a bar fight with, Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, or Merle Haggard? <laughs> I whoop Merle Haggard's ass. I tell you that right now. I can beat the hell out of Merle Haggard. There's <laughs> no love there, huh? I'm afraid. I'm afraid. No, I like Merle. I'm just saying. I can. I know I can whoop his ass. But Johnny, I think he put up a hell of a fight. And uh, Waylon, he'd probably have David Allen Cole come up behind you and shoot you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, oh, he's a law. He ain't going to fight fair, you know. <laughs> true, true. And, and uh, coming out of Texas, I, I know you're not in Texas anymore, but coming out of Texas, maybe I shouldn't even say that. <laughs> yeah, it's an ass whooping. But coming out of Texas, is it hard to find other guys that have that influence of, of Southern rock and metal to put together a, a band? No, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, um, I think that there's a lot, a lot of guys out there that, um, like, and like my drummer and me, you know, we, uh, he's young, twenty year old kid, but a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff that I dig, seven dust, typo negative, um, you know, he's he's into as well, you know, um, so I, I think that, you know, just it's just getting in the uh, the vein of hippie, you know what I mean, getting right in there and uh, testing positive for THC, it's, it's uh. I don't. I don't think we've struggled with that at all. It's just like we go to New York. You know, we go to New York, upstate New York, up there, where we're number two on the radio, and then we go all the way to the other side of the state to uh, Spokane, Washington, where we're number one. And you know, that's not the South. <laughs> neither one of no, those is true. the dirty. Neither one of those is the red, dirty South. But we still got rednecks and hellbillies coming to the show, having a great time. So. You know, uh, for us to be received that you know that well, I, I think everybody knows it's not just a it's not just a southern movement or a southern thing. It's 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 got uh it's got a, a little bit more effect than that. You know, a little bit bigger punch. And uh, I, I'm just I'm just glad that everybody uh, in the upper U.S. was digging the hell out of us. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is a rough business too. It's a dirty business. So, uh, how do you feel like you know when it comes to, like dealing with the the business end of it? You know, I always say that um, the the music business is a bull, and it's up to us to ride it. And you know, whenever you're riding it, there's four or five guys in the band, you know, and you got to get a hold of that bull, and you got to hold on with one hand, you got to keep your other hand in the air for balance, and then you got to keep your your heels tucked in tight with your spurs to hang on and uh, hope that you can ride that bull for the whole eight seconds. And uh, there's definitely no time to take a hand and try to hold on to somebody else and help keep them on that bull. So if somebody gets thrown or somebody just falls off, uh, ain't too much you can do about it. Uh, none, none of us guys are here to be rodeo clowns. We're here to be bull riders. And uh, that's what we're trying to do is ride this uh, – this, uh, Bull called music <laughs> for the whole eight seconds because we're looking to get that uh, gold belt buckle at the end of the road, which is the uh, you know the golden album, platinum album. Definitely, I, I and I hope that happens. Big Daddy, I, we're running out of time. I'm gonna have to let you go because we just try to squeeze you in last minute here because we couldn't get you last week. You had bad phone problems. 
Right on, baby. I appreciate the hell out y'all. Y'all keep on turning it up. And like I said, from a, you know, little old band from a podunk town in the great state of Texas, uh, coming out of nowhere to have you guys spinning us and turn us on to the ears of the world, man. I can't tell you how much me and the boys appreciate that. Thank you kindly. Anytime, big guy. When you get to New York City, you let me know. We'll take you out for a beer. We'll go do some shit kicking. Right on, baby. That's my favorite Yankees right there. Love you guys. All right. Take care, Big Dad. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, dude. Uh, I was Big Dad Rich. I would have liked to talk to him more, but, you know, we, we I, I kind of squeezed him in this week. Yeah, with Rat and everything. Because he had Rat on. I, I would have kept Rat on even longer, but, uh, you know, I knew we had him calling in. So, but, hey, you know what? Nice guy. He made up for it last week, and I think he won Ryan back over by mentioning David Allen Cole, who's like Ryan's, like, you know, heartthrob right now. Yeah, that's one of his faves, definitely. <laughs> He's always talking about him. But uh, I really appreciate that. So thank you. We had a great show tonight. we got about ten minutes left. We'll get on one or two more songs. Let me tell you what I got. Tell me what you want to hear. Okay. All right. I got some Tokyo Blade. I have some Leatherwolf. Uh, some Eric Steele. I haven't heard Eric Steele in a long time. I got to hear the song. That would consume the whole ten minutes. Maybe we'll hold off on that till next week. Yeah, play the Eric Steele. You want to hear the Eric Steele? Man, it's yeah. been a long time. I, I just got, I just uh, transferred this album, too, because I had his other one on there. We should do Budgie after <laughs> get the rest of Budgie on, you know? Well, then, between play the Eric Steele, we'll say goodbye and play out Budgie. Sounds good to me. All right, here's some Eric Steele with Wanted Man.
they got that whole Budgie song on at least as brought to you by CarlsMetal.com. You got half of it early on in the show. You got the whole thing right now. Uh, boy, I tell you. I tell you. Well, you know what? We broke the curse. We finally had some guests calling. So, hey, that was a good show. Yeah, it turned out great, man. Yeah, you can't complain about that. Rat was a great guy. Big Daddy Rich, right on, brother. He was a good guy. Wow, what a voice, huh? Yeah, they get that big, deep voice. Sounds different than when he sings, doesn't it, bud? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. I know. So that was pretty good. We got them both on. And next week we have our interview with Jeff Tate for Queensryche coming up. And I believe we might have Jeff Scott Soto live or a pre-recorded interview. If it is pre-recorded, maybe I'll save it for later on. But uh, definitely Jeff Tate at Queensryche next week. Don't forget to tune in. And this Thursday on the Metal Matinee, grab your passports. We're headed to Brazil. It's the wide world of metal, Brazil. Ah, hola. Yeah, so we're heading down to the sunny beaches of uh, Rio de Janeiro next week. So don't forget to tune in at 1 o'clock. And I want to thank my guest tonight, Rat Skates, the greatest music documentary movie producer anywhere. Document. 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 That's not a little too kiss-assy, is it? No. Yeah, he was a good guy. Great guy to talk to. No, uh, I mean, I, I'm interested, you know, as far as, his, which is great, you know, he's looking beyond music, you know, which is cool. You know, but um, all the best, man, because he's got he's got the right attitude. Definitely, <clears throat> definitely. And you, and you can see the quality in the work he does from That's his other I'm, movies. Yeah. So it should be interesting to see that one. And, uh, you and know, it would be nice if he got you know the recognition he deserves, and possibly uh, a lot of people will listen to uh, you know heed the words you know of the of the uh, the newest. Uh, and if we can if we can get that that ball rolling and get more people on, you know, jumping on the ball bandwagon. And uh, let's educate some people out there. And I'd like to be educated myself about the music business. Sounds good to me. All right. All right. We only got a few seconds left in the show. All right. Like always, thank you for listening. I'll see you Thursday at 1 p.m. And next Sunday night at the same time, Jeff Tate of Queensryche. Okay. I think Alex is up next, but uh, I got to go watch the finale of Bulwark Empire. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Thank you to all my great guests tonight. Good night, brother, and good night, everybody, and thanks for listening. You got it, buddy. I will see you later on. Bye-bye. Take care. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.